So Christopher is here to give you a glimpse into why he enjoys playing music and the human connection that comes with that. I'm here to share my excitement as a listener. This is certainly my favorite time of year. My family will certainly tell you that. It's a vacation right in my backyard that we call the Mile of Music. As a fellowship, we have some cool connections to this year's festival. Our own Ty Elfert and Eric Laville will be performing several times as the folk duo Cypress Dreams. Fellowship members Laura Thompson, Ringeisen, and Jacqueline Cotman Hitner will share their passion for music as members of the music education team. The music education team offers 32 workshops on everything from building instruments to Balinese gamelan and self-care through creative acoustics. And there are 193 bands at the Mile of Music. Yes, it's all a bit daunting. So much talent spread out over four days in downtown Appleton. So where do we start? My excitement for the Mile of Music increases when I help people draw a roadmap to the mile. I'm here to help. With a few words about nine of my favorite artists at Mile 9. These are a few of the artists that I'm especially excited to see. Carsey Blanton. It's all right. Carsey Blanton tells it like it is. That is, how she wants it to be or doesn't want it to be. Sometimes she's mad and then she curses. Not so much at mile shows, but online. And she doesn't care if you just go away. Like John Lennon, she wants a revolution, but Carsey's a revelation. The spunkiest kid on the block and one heck of a fantastic songwriter combining brashness with down-home charm in each delightful song. Back for her second mile run, she was here for mile seven, Carsey Blanton's star power soared after she released Fishing With You, a tribute to her idol, John Prine, who was one of the first celebrities to die of COVID-19 in 2020. Her 2021 release, Love and Rage, has 11 great songs to keep the revolution rolling, including Party at the End of the World and a song called Be Good, as in be good to the people you love and love everybody alive. And she'll be performing four times at the mile, if you want to try to see her. Dos Santos is the next band that I'm excited about. An exciting first for the mile this year is the presence of three Spanish language bands. Singer-songwriter Rene Ghost, rock and roll Americana band Making Movies, and Dos Santos. Dos Santos is a Chicago quintet with a many-faceted sound, combining jazz, psychedelic, Latin dance, progressive rock, and cumbia, a musical style that originated in Colombia. This isn't exactly Americana, or is it? Certainly the roots of all great American folk music are global in nature. In this case, Dos Santos creates a fascinating hybrid sound, 
complete with unapology, unapologetically political messages, just when we needed it most. Lead singer Alex Chavez readily admits that their Latinx potpourri is no wheel reinvention. But with songs like Atulado and White Lies from their 2021 breakthrough City of Mirrors, it's an Appleton dance party desde hace mucho tiempo. If you know what that means, then I translated it correctly. They'll be performing four times during the mile. The Accidentals definitely deserves applause. After falling hard for the Accidentals during their ubiquitous online presence in 2020, they exceeded my expectations in their Mile Music debut last summer. In fact, a sad rainy day turned into the best show I've seen in eight years at the festival. As the rain poured down, they unplugged from the big stage, kind of like we did today. They unplugged from the big stage, hustled their gear to the tiny Jones Park Pavilion, and launched into a spirited, acoustic, request-driven set that will always be remembered as you had to be there. So compelling were the accidentals that I caught them two additional times at the mile as their song goes again and again and again. The three-member band was born from a high school friendship between self-described orchestra geeks, Sav Buist and Katie Larson. As teenagers, they immersed themselves in all things musical, officially forming the Accidentals in 2012, touring constantly, and the next year releasing Bittersweet, a 15-song masterpiece. The band showcases an ever-changing kaleidoscope of musical genres, lyrical integrity, and razor-sharp ear for melody. It's indie folk pop bluegrass rock played by a classically trained multi-instrumentalist with vocal harmonies that pour over the mix chocolate syrup over ice cream. Making things even more interesting this summer will be the Accidentals teaming with the Kaboom Collective, a youth-based orchestra comprised of curious mus musicians on a path to, well, probably being the next Accidentals. Other than their glowing personalities, in truth, there's nothing accidental about these three musicians. Their success, musical genius, and ethic of giving back is the direct result of their hard work and passion to make the world a kinder place through music. You can only see the accidentals once, and you can see them with the Kaboom Collective two other times. Ben de la Cour. Bende Ilacor isn't your typical song and dance man. The genre label he created for himself, American Noir, defines the dark intrigue that surrounds his music. On songs like Uncle Boudreaux Went to Texas, the musings from this former boxer and death metal guitarist are story songs with an undercurrent of misadventure and mystery. On electric and acoustic songs alike, Delacour's baritone washes through you like an old movie drenched in moral ambiguity. On his 2020 album, Shadowland, he rips out your heart with the song, God's Only Son, only to bring you to tears with amazing grace, slight return. Beware, there's no attempt to save the wretches 
and Bande Lacour's Amazing Grace, especially if they're jerks named Tucker. Now you want to go hear that song. That's the whole idea. <laughs> Amazing Grace, Slight Return. Delacour is full of lyrical expression, vivid but not preachy, pensive but not overtly self-referential, and tales in homicide, of homicide and alcoholism notwithstanding. As long as you don't talk during his shows, he's actually as mirthful as he is noir. <laughs> Lizzie No. Lizzie No told, uh, Christopher told me earlier that Lizzie No is going to be on his radio show. He has a radio show and he's going to, her song's going to be on the show coming up in a few weeks. Ten-year-old Lizzie Quinlan started playing the harp in her New York church choir and discovered Bob Dylan a little before she discovered Elizabeth Cotton. Throughout her career, her success has been in creating new musical expressions without discarding past influences. Her 2017 debut, Hard One, championed her emergence as a strong, self-determined genre creator. This is now the third go-around at the Mile of Music for Lizzie No, notable for astutely working her delicate harp playing into folk music song structures She's equally at home accompanying herself on guitar or plugging in with a full band. In the last few years, she has also performed classical arrangements of original songs with a full orchestra. She stands as my favorite performer from both Mile 6 and Mile 7, based on her grace, command of tempo, and unique lyrical articulation. Her voice really isn't that remarkable. It's her calm energy and commitment to the integrity of the song that makes her live performances indelible. And she'll be performing three times at the mile. Now the Colonel really should be wearing orange in this, and I'll tell you why in a second. Late night in the shadowy confines of Gibson Music Hall, the setting could not have been more perfect for my first salute to the Colonel at Milo Music 5. Wearing his signature orange leisure suit, we watched him rifle through his catalog of quirk country ditties, showing off his wit and talent. The very best country artists are a little sheepish about calling themselves country artists. But the genre isn't the problem. It's the formula that sucks talented musicians into writing about sugar shakers or putting a sappy line in a song exactly where you would, knew it would be three songs ago. The Colonel likes to call his music diet country. What he brings to country music is a superior formula for great songs in any genre, and he does it as well as Tom T. Hall or Roger Miller. You always know the songs will be raucous and jovial. Let's also hope the orange leisure, leisure suit is back from the cleaners in time. <laughs> Julia Blair, some of you may recognize because she's local. The first hint of Julia Blair's intrepid voice can elicit an inaudible gasp from the crowd. If you've been there, the anticipation is palpable. While her masterful 2022 release, Better Out Than In, is her official de solo debut, her, her enigmatic talent has been popping up in and around Appleton well before the mile of music transformed the music scene in 2013. 
Those were her holy Sheboygan days. Then there was and is Dusk, also performing at this year's mile. Julia Blair, the solo artist, where we get to hear her sing on every song, is what we've been waiting for. On her new record, the classically trained pianist shows her versatility on indie rock songs with pop sensibility, haunting lullabies, and a super-soaked funeral dirge titled Barbara. This is another one to write down. Barbara, Julia Blair. As it turns out, Barbara probably wouldn't be happy with the lack of funeral planning, but most of all, she'd have preferred not to die. Even with solid Appleton roots, Blair's local performances are few and far between. She'll be heading back out on tour soon. Her rising star status makes her mile music solo shows and her performances with Dusk especially enticing this year. She'll be playing four times and two additional times with Dusk. Salise. Salise Henderson synthesizes blues, rock and roll, dynamite, and roots music into a soulful package of power. A well-known talent in several media, Salise has made a joyful pivot into performing her own songs as an Americana artist. She's also a poet, an actress on television and in musical theater, and a collaborator with a plethora of big-time musicians across musical genres, including Melissa Etheridge and Alison Russell. Quite recently, she played guitar on stage with Lizzo on Saturday Night Live. Inspirational and righteous, many of her songs come straight from her consciousness. On her song, Freedom, she exhorts, we are just like you. We bear the shoulders of truth. Look at all this frustration. Look at all this regret. Look at how we've been broken. And they tell me how we're the threat. These words are not just to comfort me, I sing for equality. Coming off an appearance this month at Newport Folk Festival and a tour with Brandi Carlisle, Celise is arguably the highest profile performer at this year's mile. And she's only performing on Sunday. She has two shows on Sunday. You recognize this man. I joke that if Chris doesn't like introductions, he gets a couple today, actually. <laughs> Over 650 bands have played the Mile of Music. Only two artists have played every single festival. Christopher Gold, based in Appleton, is one of them. This year, playing solo with his band and with an artist roundtable, you'll have nine different opportunities to see Mr. Gold at the Mile. In music, he'll tell you there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, just great music, whatever the genre. And he's a man of many. He fell in love with folk music, spent his early days in the business with punk, garage, and metal bands, then gently found his way back to story songs of the folk variety. Today, he splits his time as sensitive singer-songwriter and only slightly less sensitive rock band frontman. The new old things, formed in 2014, evoke the spirit of the Rolling Stones with a touch of punk and 90s spunk. 
Then he softens the growl in his voice for his solo acoustic performances. In these shows, it's the lyrics, full of question, full of doubt, full of paradox, that take the spotlight. And if you like the lyrics, he put 109 of his songs into a book that he sells at his shows. For Christopher, it's always about the song, and rippling through them all is his musical muse, Tom Petty, and the guiding light of his family. On Roll On, which has become something of a signature song for Christopher, Oliver often joins his dad on stage to close out the show. The chair he stood on when they started this tradition, that's gone now. But the tender rapport between the two of them is forever gold. I made him at a bar last night. Um, there was a lot of back and forth leading up to me doing this. Uh, I'm not familiar with this flavor of church. I was raised Southern Baptist, so I don't go to church no more. Uh, so Scott asked me to do this, and I was like, well, you know, I don't really do the church thing because, you know, some of their ideas about the LGBTQ community and that kind of thing. And he informed me that, like, no, it's totally cool. We're very forward-thinking. I was like, right on. And then I said, you know, there's this other problem about me doing, a, like, a sermon at church. And he goes, what's that? And I go, you know, I don't know if there's a God or not. Maybe. I hope so. That'd be cool. And he goes, oh, I don't either. That's fine. I said, oh, okay. There you go. Then he said, uh, so are you comfortable doing a sermon? And I was like, well, I don't want to call it that. And he goes, what do you want to call it? And I said, well, anything else is fine, just not that. And then the last thing was I got kind of um, like a forum email telling me how the day was going to go and saying that I should dress business casual. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So just to kind of cover my bases, this is what I wore on stage last night. So it's business, basically. Um, like I said, I was, I was raised Southern Baptist. There was, um, there was a path ahead of me that was going to end up with me being like a youth pastor. Um, there were a few problems, like my, my creeping doubt. Um, I didn't want to get that like bargain bin cold play haircut that youth pastors get. Um, but I, I like connecting with people, and I think that's part of the reason I ended up playing music. Um, playing music is most of what I do. I, most of my shows are solo shows. They're quieter affairs, but there's a lot of, um, I guess, talking, we'll call it, in the show. There's a lot of humor. Um, I actually, I wrote a joke just for today, and I ran it by my son, and I got the exact eye roll that I was aiming for. Um, when you tell your 13-year-old son a joke, there's, I've clocked four or five different flavors of eye roll. Um, the, the joke I hit him with today was, uh, you know, I've never been that comfortable in church, but I should be, because, you know, I have the long hair and the beard, Jesus and I have the same stylist. And also being a musician, you know, I'm up very late Fridays and Saturdays, so when I rise again on the third day, it's a bit of a miracle. <laughs> hey. So um, 
I went to the dentist once, grammatically. One of the times that I went to the dentist, I've been three times. Um, one of the times I went to the dentist, they said, so what do you do? And I said, I'm a musician. And they said, no, like for a living. <laughs> and I think about that question a lot. I think about um, just how odd it is that that's almost always the first question you get, what do you do? And uh, I was talking to my sister a couple weeks ago, and I said that my ambition in life is to be able to answer that question. When people say, what do you do? I want to say, I be Christopher Gold. Uh, sometimes that means songs and stories and traveling and shows. Sometimes it means folk music. Sometimes it means rock and roll music. Sometimes it means hosting a radio show. Sometimes it means publishing articles in the newspaper. Sometimes it means I've officiated like six weddings. I managed a tattoo shop. I was a guitar repair guy. I'm a husband. I'm a father. And uh, I deliver non-sermons at unchurches, apparently. <laughs> but my ambition behind being able to say, like, I be Christopher Gold is that I think it's undervalued in life that we not only find what feels good, I think it's important that life feels good. Uh, whatever reason you have for thinking that we're here, wherever you think we're going next, we're only here for a little bit and it would be odd to me if it wasn't supposed to be an enjoyable experience. But I think there's not enough value placed on that, and more importantly, on doing what feels right. Not in the, I don't mean like right or wrong, I mean when I put my guitar in its case and it just fits right in there, and it just feels right, like it was meant to do that. Um, that's how I feel on stage, that's how I feel with my wife, that's how I feel with my son. That's how I feel at the burrito place. Um, so my ambition is to always find what feels good and right and do that. And my best moments come when I'm sort of sticking the landing on good and right and being what we call Maximum Christopher. Um, I had a show in Iowa and I got there and I, I loaded in all my stuff and we set up our merch at this table and right before I was about to go on, which is kind of like a high vibration moment, like you're about to go on stage with people and huh? And uh, the, the bartender said, hey, you might want to move all your merch. There's a, this is a hard story to tell because I can't repeat any of the things that she said. Um, there's a guy here and he's not a very nice guy and he feels as though that is his table. It's where he always sits, and it would just make my life easier if you wouldn't mind just moving your stuff. And I confess, I felt a little bit like, well, between me and the guy, which one of us is getting paid to be here right now? Like, check the poster, dude. I'm leaving my stuff where I put it. <laughs> but I, I tend to be a little bit uh, conflict avoidant. So I said, you know, we'll just we'll move this stuff quick. It's not a big deal. Um, and he sat at his table, and he just kind of ignored me as I started playing my music. And, that's a weird experience to have right before you go on stage. It sounds a little kind of woo-woo, but you need to be in a certain headspace to go on stage and, and do what I do. Um, and I was not in that headspace. Fortunately, I have a time-tested way of getting in that headspace, which is to just do my songs, but like really, really 
do them, like close my eyes and I could do these songs in my sleep and it sometimes takes a bit of effort to do them and really like think about each word and each line and that kind of thing. So I was doing that and uh, gradually this fairly unpleasant man began to fade from my mind and I know he's sitting off in this dark corner over here to my left. And uh, I get towards the end of my set and I open my eyes. I do most of what I do with my eyes closed because I'm trying to feel it. But also, um, I had a New Year's Eve show when I was 17. And afterwards, everybody thought I was cross-eyed because it's really hard to not look at the microphone. It's right there. So if you keep your eyes open, you end up just sort of... So I keep my eyes closed. I open my eyes and I look over and he's gone. And a part of me is like, well, that's fine. A part of me feels mildly offended. Like, you come in here, you make a scene, you know, you, you sort of ruin my vibe, and then you just leave. So I'm annoyed, and I turn, and he's right in front of me. He had moved from his, his table to this other table right in front of me. And I keep doing what I do, and I'm telling my stories, and he starts, like, laughing at some of the stories. There's a fair bit of humor in my show, Bless You. And um, I finished the show, and I closed with a song I'm going to play for you in a minute. And he started crying during the song. And I talked to him afterwards, and he said uh, he, he prefers cover bands. <laughs> but he really enjoyed my music. And by the end of the night, he was saying, next time I was in Iowa, I should stay at their house. Um, we did not talk about what he was crying about. Um, but what I was left with is going on stage and just committing to being Christopher Gold as much as I know how to be. Somehow, that opened this guy up. And I don't know if he was crying because something got in or if he was crying because something was coming out. But the fairly simple and yet incredibly difficult act of just being myself, regardless of the circumstance or the friction or the crowd or the whatever, opened this guy up enough that something could get in or out. And I'm left thinking that that's the best way to sort of serve the world around us. I think. Um, I heard someone say once that if you, if you are just yourself, you'll have supply and demand covered. Because if you're just being yourself, you're doing something nobody else can do. And you're providing something to the world, some flavor or color that nobody else could provide and that the world needs. So I know this unsermon was not totally about music or mild music. Scott asked me, he's like, can you talk about mild music? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, how do you feel at mild music? And I said, sweaty. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, like, internally. And I said, hungry. <laughs> and he said, no, like, kind of mentally. And I said, tired. I don't understand. <laughs> My mild experience is much different than other people's. Um, but I have these experiences with people when I play songs and I am in the right frame of mind and I'm doing it for the right reasons, which is why I chose that Alan Watts quote. 
the only reason to, to play music is because it feels good and right for you to do it. In the absence of crowds, and money, success, autographs, and record sales, and the one millionth person coming up to the merch table and asking if your music is on Spotify. It is, by the way. So I came here today because I wanted to encourage you all that it's real obvious that the world needs changing and people need to be opened up so they can let stuff out and let stuff in. But it can be daunting to try to figure out how we're supposed to do that. And what I have found for me, it's not about figuring out how to do that. It's about realizing that you already know how to do that the way you're supposed to do it. And it's about just committing to that and trusting all the various small ways that that's going to matter to the world around you. And um, for me, that comes out as songs, but I have had, you know, I've, I've had those big moments where someone comes up and says, you know, your song was playing on the stereo when my cousin died, or, you know, my son told me that your song has helped him with his depression and that kind of thing. But I've had an almost equal number of people come up to me and talk about how their relationship with their spouse has changed or been informed or encouraged or slightly course corrected by seeing the relationship I have with my wife and how sort of real and vibrant and ever present that is. I do about 150 shows a year. She comes to about 147 of them. Um, I've had men come up to me after doing my song with my son and you can tell that they're thinking about their dad. I've had, I've had guys my age say, you know, my dad just passed and, and seeing that. It wasn't about the song, it was about, I'm a dad and I love being a dad and sometimes I'm a dad in front of a lot of people and sometimes that matters more than the song that he and I do. Um, I write love songs for my wife but sometimes just loving my wife does more for the world around us than all of my poetry about it. Um, I've even had, you know, I've had women come up to me and say, you know, that song you wrote about your son, my husband told me that he feels that way and you didn't quite know how to say it. And I didn't try to do any of that. <laughs> that was never the ambition or the goal. I don't think I could have done it if I had tried. Um, I don't think I could ever do any of this if I was trying. I work very hard at it, it means a lot to me. But the best moments of it are when I'm just sort of floating in it with the people watching it. And there's a version of that for all of us. It might not be on stage, but there's something that you do that only you do that makes you feel at ease and makes you feel good and right. And um, if it's cool with you, I'll play that song now. Um, funnily enough, I did not really know um, exactly what Scott was gonna say about me. Um, I had hoped it would be positive. <laughs> uh, but he talked about the questioning and the doubt and that kind of thing. And I had decided on this song uh, weeks ago. And here's, my, here's a song. I'm gonna switch microphones now. 
I just have to tune my guitar. I apologize for that. But uh, tuning is a lot like airplane maintenance. It's frustrating to sit through, but you're always glad you did. <laughs> this is fun. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I have completed my journey from the back row to the pulpit. <laughs> Turns out the missing step was just avoid church for 20 years. <laughs> but we did it. Um, yeah. I'm glad the colonel's cleaning that suit now. I gave him a hug once before he had started doing that. <laughs> I like his music. I have his record. It's good. All right. Here's a song. Um, I usually don't talk a ton about what the songs mean because hopefully it'll mean something to you and it doesn't have to mean the same thing to me. It goes like this. I want to give up everything I have See every stretch of road except the one that brings me back I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I can call my own Cause where you're from is just something To be carved into a stone below your name and above a day I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I can call my own Cause I have seen that house up on the hill Where the people told me that was that But I am searching still Did not come with hopes of gifts If you have it cause they gave it You'll be lost when they take it I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I can call my own I will take only what can be kept Cause it's better to sleep on your own floor Than on a borrowed bed I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I gotta find a place I can call my own Cause I have seen that house up on the hill Yeah, those people told me that was that But I am searching still I gotta find a place mm -hmm. Gotta find a place 
gotta find a place I call my own I gotta find a place I can call my own 